You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub is your neighborhood pub in the heart of the Glebe. Go visit them for tasty drinks, good food, and a great atmosphere. You can find them at 779 Bank Street and go check out online Glebe Central Pub when they have the shuttles to and from the Canadian Tire Center. I'm Ross Levitan. With me as always is Brandon Piller wrapping up a 5-4 shootout loss in the Battle of Ontario. Abolish the shootout. And I said that before the result at Send Central on Twitter, where you can find the show. Pilsy, I know you had good vibes going into this one, but uh, yeah, getting scored on again first for the 13th time in the last 18 games. Put the Sens on the backside of this one, although they carried the play throughout. This was an amazing game by the Ottawa Senators. Like all over the stat sheet, they dominated and once again, Ross, similar to the Colorado Avalanche game, this seems like a result that this team did not deserve. And it's so tough seeing that goal called back for offside because that was a huge momentum boost. But ultimately, Brady Kachuk keeps it going and they get a couple big chances in overtime. Timmy with the breakaway, Brady rips one off the crossbar. And although the Sens were 2-0 going into shootouts before this and the Leafs were 0-2, I just had a bad feeling about this shootout, so I'm with you. That I would have loved more overtime on that one. Well, I'm surprised this even got to nine rounds. 18 shooters before Alex Kerfoot finished this one off. We got two defensemen deep for the Ottawa Senators, Thomas Shabbat and Jacob Chikrin, the last two shooters that DJ Smith elected. The Senators were basically on their last leg, or they were rather, when Drake Batherson went in because Mad Sogard allowed the first two goals, and then both goalies shut it down until... Derek Broussard scored, which was answered right away from Michael Bunting. And yeah, we all know how this one ends. Nine rounds in the shootout. So if you had told me after four of the first five shooters scored that it was going to go nine rounds, I probably would have looked at you sideways. But all in all, an entertaining shootout. I could see it if you didn't have a rooting interest, but not nearly as entertaining as the overtime. The three-on-three, you brought up the two big chances. Tim Stutzla in all alone, but a part of me, was nervous that we were going to get a second offside. Pilsy, let's start at the most exciting part of this game. The Senators are down two goals in the third period. Who else? But Brady Kachuk gets them within one. With nine minutes left, they've got time. They get a power play. It doesn't do anything. Then they get another power play with 45 seconds left. But before that power play, the second one, it was Alex Dabrinkit, exactly why you got him on the team, right? To get those shots off and put them upstairs high blocker though I will say on Matt Murray like take me through your roller coaster of emotions is that you were learned it was challenging you just know when it's an offside challenge too it's more than likely they saw something yeah especially with how quick that review was um but Ross that was funny because when Drew passes that it's a rolling puck and he sauces it over and it's still rolling of course the only time to bring it is able to capitalize on a chance like that is when the puck is not flat and is bobbling, and that ends up working out for him. But it was a beautiful play, so it's so disappointing that a lame offside, facts getting in the way of a good story on this one. I hate when that happens. And the Ottawa Senators, they got to find a way to get another one. And, of course, it's Brady Kachuk that gets it done. Captain shit right there. But uh, it's so hard, Ross, because I was so proud of this team, the way they played the whole game. And then to get a result like that in the skills competition in the ninth round sucks. Sucks. 
In the chat, we've got some saying, make the shootout 20 minutes. We're seeing Joe Bell say eight minutes. You mean overtime. (laughs) I don't want a 20-minute shootout. No, please, please. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, No, but you'd never get the NHLPA to sign off on that. It's all the top guys that would play. But I think eight minutes is realistic. Like, I think the players (laughs) at that point, like once they're in it, they want that extra three minutes. They're flying out there. And, I mean, the stats count. Right towards your season stats, that's a couple extra cookies for some of your top guys too. So I think, especially in those overtimes, Ross, where there's not many whistles, like when the flow is going, like you can't beat it. You can't beat it. You really can't. And neither team beat it tonight as we had to go to the shootout. But uh, yeah, proud of the guys for for battling back in the third period twice. It was with 11 seconds in the game that Brady Kachuk took took a deflected. Claude Giroux shot pass, I'll call it, but it went off of Jake McCabe right on to the stick of Brady Kachuk, and Matt Murray was a yard sale in the net all over the place, so it had me worried that they were going to challenge goalie interference, but nothing there, and Kachuk uh, now has 30 goals in back-to-back years for the 23-year-old captain of this team, the leader, the heartbeat. You pick your adjective, this guy's it and more. Great game tonight from Brady Kachuk. We'll get into all of our Sun Central standouts a little bit later on, but the story of this one, too, The Senators get 19 shots in the first period. They continue the onslaught in the second period with 18 more, and they still find themselves down 3-2. I've got in my notes when the goal went in to make it 3-2 for Toronto. The shots on goal were 32-13 for the Senators. I know we're, we're understanding of the fact that Matt Sogard is being put in a very tough position as a 22-year-old goalie. Now 11 starts in the last, like, three weeks okay but at some point you have to like he's not the reason they're losing games per se but he's not the, the reason why they're not not losing games either yeah and that's totally fair to say like I don't know maybe people are frustrated with how kind of sheltered I've uh, voiced my opinion on Mad Sogard saying every time he allows five goals but he made big saves and etc cetera, etc cetera. but Ultimately, the, the Sens just dominated. Like, most of the time, Ross, I'll do the spin zone. Yeah, sure, Sogard let in a lot of goals, but the team let him down. The team hung him out to dry. That was not the case in this game. I thought they played a really good game top to bottom. None of those goals, really, this time were causes of brutal defensive lapses or bad turnovers or too many odd man rushes or anything like that. Like, Everyone was playing a tight checking game with a lot of pace. That's how you're going to beat these Leafs if you're the Ottawa Senators. And they come so close, yet so far, it it kind of feels like. Yeah, I would say so. Mad Sogard's save percentage, which was 917 last month when he won Rookie of the Month. Now, including that, he has an 883 save percentage in 10 starts with the Ottawa Senators this year. And again, it's really tough circumstances, but he's getting beat clean quite a bit. And it's it's unfortunate. A lot of those, like the yarn crock one from the high slot off the Matthews feed down low. You're like, you get a piece. He's had a lot where he gets a piece of it, but it still goes in. Yep. And that's not a good sign. I don't know. It's tough because, yeah, it's tough. You don't want to rip him apart. Great kid. No, he doesn't not deserve great. to get ripped apart. But at the same time, and I don't know how to say this, like – nicely but he's just he's not ready for the moment yet and that's okay that's the thing like you can't be like oh he's not ready for the moment he's failing what a bust or anything like that that's not at all what we're getting at it's just 
it's too much too soon for a young goalie like this. And it's not his fault. It's not the Sens' fault. It's no one's fault that the other two goalies are injured. But I don't know what you do here, Ross, because you can't keep trotting him out like this in my mind. Like it's that's got to be so hard on his confidence when he's playing probably at the best of his abilities and still just cannot quite get it done here. Yeah. He's got an 843 save percentage since Pierre Dorian said he was NHL ready uh, in his press conference after the Chikrin trade. I wonder what's going on with uh, Cam Talbot. I'm not sure what's what's the deal there. I know it's an oblique issue. Uh, hopefully he can get back sooner rather than later and uh, we can kind of get the hierarchy back uh, to where it should be. Bebo's hurt right now. Yeah, Bebo's still injured as far as I know, yeah. We got some people in the chat who want to see Kevin Mandelazy. I'm sure you will in one of the next two games. It would be doing him so dirty too. Not that there's much of a choice, but if he gets the Boston at the second half of back-to-back on the road again. Yeah, yeah, that'd be tough. But like, I, I get people being like, well, like it's not working for Sogar to play Mando. But Mando's in the exact same position. Like He's not ready to be in this spot either. And he's just as young and just as inexperienced. I think what you'd say to that is his confidence isn't completely shattered because you can tell Fair. that yeah. with, with Mads right now. It's that he, he, there's no, and I, hey, give him full marks. I thought that the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh shooter were all going to score. Yeah, same. Yeah. When they were coming down, I was like halfway ready to start walking the room, get set up for the postcast and all that. But uh, credit to him, man. He battled through. He made some big saves in the shootout. And uh, after letting in the first two shots, I had no confidence that that was possible but stop Marner stopped a few other guys in all alone uh let's get to how this game developed because there were tips and turns all over the place but first a quick word from our friends at the Glebe Central Pub the postcast is always brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub you can go find them at 779 Bank Street and let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. Our boy Laleem's Martian was there on St. Paddy's Day enjoying the live music Martian said it's the best St. Paddy's Day he's ever had he loves the Glebe Central Pub. He said that the vibes were immaculate. He even said he got a bullseye in darts, but I don't believe him. But they do have darts available at the Glebe Central Pub. Uh, type you throw onto the wall. And they've got a great live music scene. They've got everything you need. Go find them at 779 Bank Street and go check out GlebeCentralPub.com and find out when the Send Shuttle will take you to and from the CTC for $15. It's the Glebe Central Pub. It's the Glebe Central Pub. Go find them at 779 Bank Street. Let them know Locked On Senators sent you. And today's episode is also brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Now, Sens fans, look, maybe you lost a couple shekels on the money line in this one if you're live betting like I was myself, feeling good about it. But that's why you sprinkle some money on the props. I'm telling you, Sens first to five shots. It hit once again tonight. That's a good one to sprinkle on. Brady shots. There's so many different ways that you can get in on the action with FanDuel. And they've got an app that's simple, safe, secure, easy to use. I'm always dialed in on my FanDuel Sportsbook app when I'm watching Sens games. And if you're a new customer, you got to check out all the fun promotions they have at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Sends one the best uh, first to five tonight. Yep, absolutely. That's uh, that's my go-to bet. And you can even bet on goalie saves, the point spread, money line, puck line. It's all on FanDuel. They are where I go to make my bets. It is the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one sportsbook in North America. So go check them out today, guys. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook of the NBA. 
All right, back to the scoring summary after a 5-4 shootout loss. So can we call it a 4-4 tie? <laughs> Doesn't count that way in the standings, although the Sens do get one point. And you look ahead at the missed opportunities. The Islanders are struggling right now. The Penguins are losing 6 yeah. nothing as we record this with three minutes left against the New York Rangers. But the Florida Panthers keep winning. And as of right now, the Senators are 8 no, I got to update this. Seven points back of the final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference with one game in hand. So put your pride jerseys on. We're cheering for the Sharks tonight. Eric Carlson's going to have to do us a favor in San Jose. We'll, we'll talk about that on Monday's Locked On Senators. But this one did not start well for the Ottawa Senators despite winning the best, the first of five, five nothing. Pillsy, take us through this first goal and how the Senators uh, allowed it once again. Yeah, this was tough because uh, Ross, as much as I hate Mitch Marner, I got to give him credit. He's he's a smart player. And what he does here is that's a purposeful shot pass. He does a low shot. Sogard gets the pad saved, but the juiciest of juicy rebounds. And it goes all the way back to the point to McCabe. And he holds it, drags it, and rips it right away. And you mentioned it. The Sens got the first five shots. Leafs hadn't even had a shot. That Marner shot was the first shot. And then McCabe scores on the rebound. So, like, the Sens have all the momentum. They're dominating. And then just, like, the momentum balloon is just popped right there. And, Ross, you said it. What? what They've been scored on first in the last 12 of 13 games or something like that? 13 of 18. Thir- okay, I knew there was a 13 in there somewhere. 13 of 18 games. They're scored on first. And it's so tough when you're up against tal- talented teams that have elite scoring guys that – when you're already down one nothing, it's hard to make a push back, and it seems like such a grind. And it seems like when the Sens do get scored on first, Ross, they have to go all the way to the wire to make it interesting. So if they're going to have any shot at success here, they got to start scoring the first goal. They have to. They're playing. They need to. It's it's just. Uh, it's I don't like it. I don't like the way they're starting games right now. Despite even though they get the chances, just get a good bounce, and they got a good bounce. Pelzi, my goodness, the Sens' first goal, Gautier from Pinto and Brandstrom. And I want to highlight uh, Julian Gautier because my next note right before the goal is Gautier's having a nice period, like using his size, yeah. using his speed. He kind of fizzled out as the game went on. I think his usage dwindled as well. But it was a double deflection point shot goes off of Pinto's stick off of Gautier's skate and then goes way up like a complete arc and just drops right behind Matt Murray. Like that's not high glove. That's high head. That goes right, right over his noggin and, and falls just uh, on a dime and just goes right in the net. So that was a nice way to open the scoring for the Ottawa Senators and tie this game at one. Yeah. And I felt like Ross, that was kind of the hockey gods being like, all right, like you guys have earned a bounce here. It's tied up. So that one felt good. It certainly did. And then Matt Murray made a great save on a Pinto deflection from a Gautier shot. Like Gautier took two rocket passes off the half wall and made uh, like had head up, was looking to make plays. So shout out Gautier for a great first period for him. And then uh, one save I did want to mention on uh, that Sogard made was off Mitch Marner. It was like a rush where the defenseman was closing, but he got a great shot off and Sogard made a good save there. And uh, 1-1 after the first period, but the Senators outshot the Leafs 19 to nine and Pilsy, they kept continuing to carry the play into the second period as well. Yeah, I mean, there's not many stretches of this game, Ross, where I would say the Ottawa Senators weren't 
dominating. And uh, I mean, if you go to natural stat trick, five on five, the course, he was 62.8% in the Sens' favor. And then you go to all situations, 64.6% in the Sens' favor. So it's not like there was a lot of uh, pushes from the Leafs that really kind of had the Sens on their heels. It was just they had the lead in on the scoreboard, and that made the Senators kind of stuck playing catch-up like they always are. Yep, that happened once again. Even though Ottawa did score first in the second period, shorthanded. Timmy Superstar keeps and snipes on a two-on-one rush. And this, I was just, I was thinking of uh, Scott Wheeler the whole time that it was developing because it was the Sens 2020 top end of the draft. It was Jake Sanderson and Tim Stutzla on a shorthanded two-on-one. Timmy yep. ends up keeping and he becomes the youngest Ottawa Senators player to reach the 35-goal plateau. We know that uh, Josh Norris got there last year, but Josh Norris was older last year than Timmy is today. And yeah. that's uh, that's awesome that Timmy was able to hit that milestone. I still think 40's in reach uh, as well. Oh, yeah. How could it not be? This guy's two-point Timmy. We should start calling him as well. Every night he's getting – this was his 26th multi-point game of the year. That's wild, yeah. Oh, man. 26. Like, does Lafreniere even have 26 points this year? Probably just barely. 32. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Our guy, Timmy. And he's been scoring a bunch of shorthanded goals recently. I love that DJ Smith has kind of put him on the penalty kill, not only to kind of help work on his defensive game and have a superstar player understand the value of killing penalties and staying disciplined. And, you know, because sometimes these superstar players that never play shorthanded, they're not too worried about taking a penalty. They don't have to mop up the mess. Well, Timmy's getting a real good experience this year of what it's like to kill penalties, but he's not just out there learning defense and, uh, and getting sticks in lanes and stuff. He's creating offense and he does a great job here. That was one hell of a shot that Murray didn't have a chance on. No chance, but then Sens fans didn't even have a chance to celebrate. My biggest pet peeve in hockey is when you're at home, you score a goal, and while they're announcing it, the opposition scores, and it's on that same power play. Mitch Marner just walks in. Another one that I would like Mad Sogard to make the save off of. He just kind of curled around outside of the home plate area, and Mitch Marner, I mean, you're the first to say, it's not like this guy's got a rocket of a wrist shot. Like, you got to be able to just... Get over there, make a catch. It's short side that I don't love. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think Marner has a decent shot, but yeah, of all the guys on the Leafs, he's not the heavy shot you're worried about. But that was just such a killer, Ross. You, you got to make a save there if you're Sogard, because once again, momentum balloon popped right away. Pop. <laughs> Two goals in 39 seconds, and this game's back tied. Right after that. The game had, at this point, opened up big time. Brady Kachuk gets a two-on-one. He keeps, shoots it right in the crest. Like, did these guys not know to go high glove? Right? I was saying, like, I was thought I was going crazy being, like, high glove. Like, I, there should have been how many shots on goal in, in this game? 52. There should have been 53 high glove shots in this game. Like, I can't believe how they didn't target that. It seemed like they were trying to go low on Murray, which, for me, seemed weird because... You know what? I don't love to give Matt Murray a lot of credit, but he was always decent in his butterfly, I thought. Like, that was never the issue. You're not saying... Yeah, exactly. So, like, 
check the game notes, boys. Like, this guy was on your team for years. Like, you should have known where his weak spots were, and I thought the Sens didn't do a good enough job of targeting that. No, they did not. Matt Murray was was admittedly very good in this game. There's no question about that. At yeah. that point, it's 2-2, and then this the goal. Uh, you walk through it. I, I hate this goal so much. Yeah, well, this is the issue that um, when you're the Ottawa Senators and you get focused too much on one guy, th- this happened multiple times, Ross. In, in fact, I would even say the uh, the f- which goal was it? Uh, the Yarncroft goal where Matthews passes it over. There's two players on Matthews. Like Yarncroft is so open there, and now again on this one, Ross, to make it three two, Matthews draws three players, three of them off to the corner and he fends them off and then he passes to Yarncroft and Yarncroft just has a quick shot and and beats Sogard. Like, I know if you're looking at the game plan, you're like, okay, we can't let Matthews have this space. Maybe we can give Yarncroft a little bit more space. He's less dangerous, but you can't give him that much space. Like, this guy's still an NHL pro. So I didn't love that one all around. No, didn't love it at all. The Senators at this point trailing 3-2, and the shots were 32-13 in favor of Ottawa. Then we get a little bit of penalty trouble. Nobody really does anything. There's a four-on-four. Leafs get a power play. Uh, and I want to highlight this. We've been on Zub. If he starts hitting like that more often, he'll be doing just fine. Absolute smash. And I feel like there's a little extra oomph when you smoke a guy clean in open ice right in front of his bench. Yeah, that's always good because usually the Leafs players are probably like, uh, look out, look out, oh. And then the best part of that, Ross, is that's the perfect example of separating the player from the puck because then he gets the puck and sends it up ice and it's a good transition and a good chance. So, yeah, Zub definitely played better than he has lately. I'll give him that. Everyone did, honestly. Death taxes and Matt Murray knocking his net off uh, when play pressures up around him. I mean, like, I get it. It happens. We both played the position at much lower levels. But when it happens to one guy so much more consistently than anybody else, I mean, at what point do you just smack him with a delay of game? Yeah, I thought, honestly, the refs might have done that. But uh, it's our boy, number 17. So we can't really have too much faith in him calling anything properly. Well, we don't talk about well, he's, guy, he's just a complete brickhead. He's got nothing up there. Bad, bad guy, bad player. But what a joke he is. Yeah, I hated that number seventeen raf all night long, and and yeah. Anyways, we don't. Sens fans would have crowdfunded to ha- bring in another ref from another city. We would have paid the ticket, the hotel fee, got him dinner at the Glebe Central Pub, hooked him up with lunch at Chwarma Palace the next day, just to get number seventeen away from us. It's been brutal. It's been brutal, and yeah, he gives him just like a smile and a quick talking to. But funny how it happened when the Leafs players were out there for a long shift and were tired in their own zone. Really interesting. How yeah, that super happened. weird, yeah. yeah if weird. you're going to get away with it, I mean, it's not a bad play if you're the Coley. I mean, right, if it works? Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, four two goals, just a Callie Yarncroke second, Matthews, you mentioned it. Two this on- is the one, yeah, I was upset well, with. Yeah. Two on one, but, but yeah, the, the back checker also goes towards uh, Matthews, and yeah, easy goal for, for Callie Yarncroke. Yeah, exactly. Uh, take me through the Brady Kachuk first goal of the night, 4-3 at this point for Toronto. This was a nice one, and I want to highlight Tim Stutzler's play on this one because he goes behind the net, and he kind of he gives them enough body language that they have to respect the wraparound attempt. And when they do that, he passes it out front. And thank God Drake Batherson fans on this one because that was not a pass for Drake Batherson, but he doesn't realize Brady Kachuk's right behind him. 
Brady gets that and the captain is going to finish that off. And that's exactly what he does. So the Timmy Brady connection is just so epic and it's so awesome that these guys are signed long-term. We're going to get to see them dominate together for years. Timmy assists on Brady's 29th goal of the year. Two assist night for Travis Hamanick as well. Uh, we already talked about this, but I mean, you take me through it now, what you saw on the Alex DeBrinkett goal. Oh, the yeah, the yeah. misallowed one, man. Oh. That was so frustrating because, yeah, it's just Drew two-on-one with Cat, and Drew, the savvy vet he is, he waits for the defenseman to go down and then sauces it over. And it's not a clean pass. This one's bobbling. It's kind of a knuckle puck. And to bring it. It's like the Danny Heatley special. eh? They always say about Heatley, as bad as the pass would be, he'd make it look even better. Well, Ross, sometimes that's an advantage because when you one-time a knuckle puck, it's almost like a a change-up pitch or, or, I mean, a knuckle uh, knuckleball pitch from a knuckle puck. So the goalie anticipates the speed is going to be there. So he reacts based on the release and then it happens a second later and it kind of makes them look silly. So I think that was a great play by Giroux. Good job by Debrinka getting that one in, but Oh, that pesky offside. And at first I was like, I remember when it was close at the line and I was like, that was close, but it's not going to be offside. But I did not see the far guy over. I I think it might have been Brady even, and he was well offside, unfortunately. It's one of those where you're not mad, you're just disappointed. (laughs) Disappointed for sure, Ross. Disappointed. Did you think it was game over? Because I'll be honest, I went into restream and I made the title already. I said, Ottawa Senators lose entertaining Battle of Ontario. I didn't think it was over, Ross, but I uh, I was saying to Simone, shout out Simone, watching the game. I was like, before they scored that goal, I was like, this team needs to score with the goalie pulled, and they're not very good at that. And then they do it, goal disallowed. And I was like, well, they don't have another one in them. So I'm with you. I was not that confident. I, I wasn't game over. I didn't head to the podcast studio, but I was not like, uh, this team is still going to win this game. I was not at that point there. No, but Brady Kachuk makes it extra time with his 30th goal of the season. The 23-year-old captain hits 30 for the second straight year. Tim Stutzla, another, uh, or sorry, Claude Giroux with the assist on that goal. And now he's at 990 points on the season. Since dominated overtime in this one. Dominated. Ultimately, no dice. Mad Sogard had a couple good saves, though, in tight on Matthews' backhand. He didn't have a whole lot on it but still solid to steer it into the corner. And uh, Ross, I, I almost prefer the way this one went to overtime because that was just such a Brady Kachuk moment, wasn't it? Like 11 seconds left, giving it everything you got, rebound in the slot in his office, and he makes no mistake there. So not going to lie, that was pretty epic. I was really fired up about that. And when he scored that goal, I ran to the FanDuel Sportsbook app to live bet uh, the Sens money line there because I thought the Sens overtime has been pretty decent this year, and I really had a good feeling that they were going to get that. Another correction for me. I'm on fire tonight, dash two. Uh, apparently, I said 990 points on the season for Claude Drew. I think the Sens would be in a playoff spot if Drew had 990 points this year. Honestly, probably not. Like, they would find a way to mess that up. But, yeah. Couple five ounces, 990 career points for Claude Drew uh, as he gets to there with the Ottawa Senators. Uh, overall impression, Sens dominate the game. Uh, you just hope better. You hope the Mads has a good sleep tonight and – uh, they're going to need him badly 
uh, for at least half of this back-to-back on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, you, you think he goes Pittsburgh Monday, right? I th- I almost think you give it to Mando just to get Sogard out of there. Like you got to stop. Like you got to stop the bleeding a little bit here. And I know Boston is obviously the harder challenge of the two, but I think you just give Sogard a break. I think that's what you do. But who knows what's going to happen? That <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, was I'm that was just so goddamn painful. I needed this one, Ross. I I needed it. Seven straight games that the Ottawa Senators have allowed four or more goals. Seven straight games that the Sens have allowed four or more goals. Hey, even with Cam Talbot. He had a 907 save percentage over his last seven starts, but he was finding ways to win games. He was five and two over that stretch. And yep. that's what a veteran can do at this time of year. And like people joke, it's like, oh, you got an AHL quality goalie or ta- like the Sens literally have an AHL tandem right now. And there's nothing they can do about it. There's no end in sight. Mando was in the ECHL this year, not to like knock him down, but like that's how far this stretch goes. Like that's how down bad they are in the crease. Yeah, and there's there's nothing they can do. After the trade deadline, we've had some people who like say, oh, you can bring them in and play them in the regular season, not the playoffs. That's only free agents. So I don't yeah. know who you're going to pluck that's even played in the last like months if they're free agents. No so, one. Just not going to happen. Yeah, unless you like, I don't Can not I that. sign someone from Europe? I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like that's how crazy this is. We're considering that. Well, I mean, it all comes back now. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, and Sogard had played well in his first few starts, but you knew Anton Forsberg was out for the year, and clearly they knew Antoine Bebo has been out for a long time. Like, he, there's no end in sight. I don't know. They haven't announced like how what the timeline is, but he's missed a lot of time already. He's only played twenty games all year. Uh, I'm a little perplexed that when you give up your first round pick, you know you don't have a second or a third. It's like, go get a goalie. Like, pay a fifth round pick. Who cares? Picks are for losers, right? <laughs> yeah, picks are for losers. But go get a goalie. Like, Nadelkovic is in the minors right now with uh, Detroit. Like, you just need someone who has NHL experience or who's been through these these battles. And maybe that's a bad example because Nadelkovic hasn't had a good year at all. Yeah, but that's kind of Sogard adjacent, Nadelkovic. But he has more NHL experience. So An expensive fair. one, though, for sure. Yeah, uh, and people are, people are saying Marilinen, but as far as we know, Marilinen's injured. And when I said bring over a goalie from Europe, I didn't mean another inexperienced goalie in his early 20s. Like, that, uh, that's not the solution to me. No, me neither. Uh, yeah, people say in the chat, uh, Ben saying that Dylan Ferguson had an unreal game for Belleville tonight. Yep, he made yeah. some crazy saves, and they get a 4-1 win over the Monsters. Nice, they need another one tomorrow, and then we mm-hmm. might have a playoff stretch to, to to talk about going in, hey? I would love that, because my hot take was the Belleville Senators will make a Calder Cup run. So that one's still... Uh, there's still a little coal on that fire, Ross. It's not quite uh, uh, extinguished yet. Extinguished just yet. Just like the Sens playoff hopes that are just oh my flickering. God. Yeah, Ross, uh, for the Mufasa p- uh, paw on the cliff count, I think we got two two little fingers left here. Like Two? Yeah. Like Scar, is, it, Scar is already laughing at this and point. And each one are these two road games. 
in Pittsburgh in Boston. Well, yeah, I guess. I was going to say the Florida one, but that's so far down the road. Like, they need to win a bunch of games for that even to matter. Yeah. A lot of people mentioning uh, Magnus Helberg, but you weren't going to roll with three goalies for as long as they did here in Ottawa. They tried to get him through waivers. They couldn't. Um, Yeah, it's really too bad. Too bad is the summary. Yeah, too bad is the summary. Um, We have people litigating the Alex DeBrinkett contract. We got all summer. We're not doing that right now. Yeah, we're not doing that route. But uh, Ross, let's... I think there's a couple standouts in this game. Uh, do you want to give your first Send Central standout? Let's get to our Send Central standouts presented by the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub is your neighborhood pub in the heart of the Glebe. Check them out at 779 Bank Street. I'm going to go with Captain Brady Kachuk. Eight shots on goal, played 23-48 in this game. And yeah, overtime is going to stretch that number out a couple minutes. But he's he's Captain Clutch again. I mean, he scores not one, but two goals, both in the third period when the team needed it most. 11 seconds, ties this game, sends it to overtime. He led by example tonight, and he deserves to be a Send Central standout. The kid, like, you're looking at eight shots, four hits, uh, over 23 minutes played. So, yeah, it was a classic Brady Brady Kachuk uh, game in the Battle of Ontario. Except under 40% in the faceoff dot. So from that standpoint, the Sens got dominated in the circle. Or wait, 54 for them. I'm looking at all these Leaf players' numbers. Did David Kampf take that many draws? Look, this is an anomaly. Okay, Leafs um, faceoff percentage just on the box score. Kerfoot, Lafferty, both 67%. Tavares, 52%. Matthews and Nylander, 50%. David Kampf, 19%. That's all the faceoff they took, and Ottawa had 54% of the wins. And Ross Kampf went three for 16. There, there you go. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's tough. Yeah, that's so tough. Oh, wow. Man. Wow. So, yeah, that explains that stat. But, uh, yeah, so I guess if you were in against David Kampf, it was a good night. Anyone else, not so much. But, yeah, Brady Kachuk, easy. First cent central standout for me. Uh, wish he would have done a little bit more in the shootout. He just tried to kind of he did his like overtime move where he just tries to like pop a quick wrister. But go. But Brady's not glove. a shootout guy. He's not a shootout guy. He should go high glove then at that point. Yeah, and the sense kept going low blocker on Murray in the shootout. Like they were like I, trying to open him up too. They were trying to like a few guys got way too close and tight to Deke. Giroux especially. I was Shabbat? disappointed. What the hell was Shabbat doing? What was I don't blame Shabbat. I blame DJ on there. What is Shabbat doing out there? Like I would have way. Some people in the chat said get Ridley Greg out there. I would have rather had Greg out there in a moment like that. That's very fair. Um, I was going to say Gautier. Yeah, that's a guy with speed that uh, has had a couple breakaways. But if there's any Rangers fans in the chats, they're probably like the dude cannot finish. Wait, dude, dude. How did Zub not get a shot? They had nine I shooters. know, I know. We needed Zub there, and especially against the Leafs. That's when he did that epic breakaway. I know. Against the Leafs, you're right. My goodness, and that was in, in game action, not in a shootout. But It was basically a shootout. He came out of the box and had all day. All day, all night, puts it around. That's cinematog- cinematography? Cinematic? Cinematic. That's, that's what you're looking for, yeah. That's cinematic. Is that word of the day? Do we have word of the day right here? Yeah, word of the night. Word of the night. Cinematic. 
Cinematic. Let's find out. Oh, that's, I need a longer jingle so we can do it. Relating to motion pictures. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> well, it's related yeah. to a motion picture. <laughs> uh, it's a still frame. Still <laughs> yeah. Frame. And uh, thanks, thanks, Senchirps, for the nice uh, words yeah. there. That is o- an absolute OG, legend. Man. Showing us some love, so we appreciate that. OG, man. We uh, we grew up reading your, your blog, and now we're reading uh, your daughter growing up being the all-star blogger, uh, which we love to see. Everyone go check out senchirp.ca. Wild how many comments you see there each and every day. Legend of the game. Yeah, so to uh, get a comment from him here, that's, uh, oh, that's a nice touch. He's not even hammered at the Glebe Central Pub right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Um, Fanities. Ross, if I'm, this is a Sen Central standout that I can confirm I have never had as a, yeah, yeah, thank you. Can't control life. I I agree big time. Um, I'm going with, I'm going with your guy. Whoa. Travis Hamnick. I thought Travis Hamnick had a really good game tonight. He was partnered with Jacob Chikrin. Um, He gets two assists on the night, Ross. As I'm just looking up his stats hey, here. Shout out Chikrin. He gets to town. It's like, hey, you're going to play with Holden and then Damnick. Hey, we got <laughs> our poor guy. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, two assists, three shots on goal, three hits, three blocks. Nice. 19 minutes and uh, 50 seconds. But Ross, his fancy stats were real good tonight. Paired with Jacob Chikrin, they paid 1540 together. Corsi 4, 24. Corsi against 14. Good for 63.16%. Corsi rating on the night and Hamnick had some big assignments. I thought he had some big blocks as well. So my Sun Central standout for the first time ever, the hammer. The hammer. Nailed it. <laughs> so bad. Um, yeah, I like that one from you for for Travis Hamnick. This guy's an offensive weapon. Okay. <laughs> for a while. No, I'm serious. No, I know. I laugh because that's something we would not have said, but he actually has been racking up points lately. Like how I guess he he's gotta be near a point per game since uh the Rangers game. Yeah, after tonight, two assists, he'll have seven points in his last nine games. Solid. Hell yeah. Heck yeah, like that. Can't wait for the uh the four by four, the goody special extension. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. One by one to be the sixth defenseman is is very acceptable though, in my opinion. I've been banging that drum all day. All all day. That's equivalent of my Giroux all season thing. Uh all season. I've been doing that. And um nice to see him have a couple good games here uh in a stretch. And uh for me, my my second one, I think we can go around twice, even though they hey, but they tied tonight. They tied tonight. They lost in the skills competition. Um, I'm gonna leave you the low-hanging fruit because there's a guy I want to highlight, you. and it's a guy who I've been defending for no reason all day on Twitter. Jake Sanderson does not get enough love. Okay. Yep. He defended Matthews so well all night. There was that one play at the end of the second where it was a deflected puck, and all of a sudden he just reads it perfectly, slides over, puts his stick in the lane, out of play. No problem at all. I thought his reads were just incredible tonight. He's quarterback in the top power play. Wow, shocker. The puck's snapping around a lot quicker than it was before on the first unit. Even though they haven't scored at will, I still like the puck moving a lot more. I just love what Jake Sanderson brought to tonight's game. 23-07 for him. Just seven seconds behind Shabbat for most. And Shabby played a little bit more in overtime. So I think he did lead all defensemen in the actual five-on-five portion of the game in ice time. And yeah, he gets the four block shots. But to me, just the way he defended against Austin Matthews tonight was commendable. And yeah, three minor penalties all season for uh, for Jake Sanderson. One was an embellishment one, which was kind of bogus. 
One was a high stick that he didn't even get the guy, TJ yeah. Oshie. I remember like it was yesterday. It was TJ Oshie gave us the old humpback whale. Like, you know, you get out of water, you want to go show off your stuff. The Cabo humpback whale, eh? Absolutely ridiculous there. But uh, yeah, shout out Jake Sanderson. Fantastic game in front of Scott Wheeler and everyone else. I like that. Uh, so from one 2020 draft pick to another, I will go with the low-hanging fruit. And that's Tim Stutzla. And I want to give a shout out to uh, Sens fans and Van right there. Uh, thank you for the nice donation. We're doing what we can here. Uh, but Tim Stutzla had another great game, like you mentioned. Just this guy gets points in bunches. Multi-point games are ho-hum. Another one for Tim Stutzla. As he gets a goal and an assist. And I thought his goal was really good because... I was worried he was going to really force a pass on that play where Timmy's got a good shot. I mean, he's he's dominating this team in goal scoring. Like, shoot that puck if he got the angle. And he had the angle, and he beats Murray clean. And I just really can't say enough about his efforts on the PK. It's been really amazing to see what he does. He is this team's number one center without a doubt, even though Josh Norris has been injured. In my mind, there's no way he takes that away from Tim Stutzler. So... Timmy Superstar doing what Timmy Superstar does. Did you see the clip that showed he has? I wish I could give credit on Twitter. Somebody, I mean, it's simple addition. We're not math guys, but I think he has 97 points in his last 82 games coming into tonight. Wow. <laughs> he's 18th in league scoring, and that might even be higher after goal and an assist tonight. He's hitting 40, no question. I think Ooh. we really have to start asking ourselves, is where's the ceiling for points this season for Tim Stutzla? If he's at 78 right now, like is he hitting 90 points this year? It's it's not crazy to say, Ross. Yeah, definitely not crazy. Like I I would put like 88 at the as the over under, 88, 88 and a half or something like that. If you are feeling down after this game, just remember that Tim Stutzla is signed through the year 2031. <laughs> Ross, I'll be in my 40s. <laughs> at that point no yes you actually won't that's he signed for eight and a half more years <laughs> not math guys <laughs> not, not a not a math guy i'll be getting close enough to my 40s yeah yeah i'll i'll be like i'll be in putting distance to my 40s yeah. by the yeah, time you'll get a gimme on that one eh? by the time timmy needs a new deal senator for life just like mark stone just like mark yeah, no kidding. Oh God, what a what an entertaining game though for a Saturday night. No, yeah, like Hockey Night in Canada, Battle of Ontario, bang for your buck. It doesn't get much better than that, other than a Sens win, obviously. But, I know, uh, and thank God you, because shootout or not, you don't want to be leaving the CTC tonight. And uh, I feel bad for anyone who did. With uh, yeah. it's the only thing worse than a Leafs fan is a Leafs fan in Ottawa. Yeah, especially after a win. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. They got the Leafs again. They got the Leafs again in two weeks. Another sat two Saturdays from now. They got the Leafs at home again. I'm not excited about that. You're not excited about that? No. No? They were supposed to wear the St. Pat's jerseys. I realized they played on St. Patty's Day yesterday, so obviously that's when they were going to do it. But I was hoping they would do it back-to-back because I feel like they uh, the Senators are able to beat up on them with those jerseys, although I haven't checked the stats on that. Who no, knows? no, not a stats guy either, eh? Just just the vibe of it? Yep, yeah, that's what I can do for you guys. They're leprechaun jerseys. You just look like you can beat them up with them. Yeah. 
Any final thoughts on this game? We got uh, we got Monday's Locked On Senators coming soon. And we have also booked Jamie McLennan, not next week, but the following week. Stay tuned. Noodles will be on Locked On Senators again. He's been back, but he hasn't been back since the YouTube era. So we're looking forward True. to it. Yeah, the last time he was he was in his car and we did a, a draft of, uh, we did some sort of draft. I forget what it was, but that was a good one. Oh, it was uh, the Canadian Division goaltenders. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So that was all good. Uh, are we like? Are you good? Hey, one nothing San Jose. Do you care at all? I was gonna. Yeah. I don't know. It's. I'm almost past caring here because the Ross. Every time it seems like there's a favorable scoreboard, out of town scoreboard for the Sens, they mush their opportunity. Hey, I mean, you look at it tonight. They were down two goals in the third period. Let's say they earned a point tonight. <laughs> I would love to hop on that spin zone positive pillsy with you, but I'm a, they lost that point tonight. I know that Sandberg's just out there, just be like, "Yeah, man, Mister, he he is the OG positivity. He he walks so p- positive pillsy could run." <laughs> well, I appreciate that. We love Sandberg. <laughs> oh man! So next two games at Pittsburgh, at Boston, doesn't get any easier. The Senators traveling tomorrow. I believe they got the day off. They'll return to the practice ice, well, morning skate ice, on Monday morning. Are you happy with the lines? Like, where where are you at right now with, with what you want to see on Monday night in Pittsburgh? I have no issues with the lines, Ross. Like, this team, this was arguably one of their best games all season. I know it sounds crazy to say in a loss, but... There's nothing I would change. There's no kind of spots where I'm looking at this and being like, this guy didn't elevate his game. This guy had a bad game. Like, it's a young goalie that isn't ready for this. And ultimately, the Sens get scored on first and this game falls apart on them in the shootout, for God's sake. So I wouldn't change much here, Ross. But, I mean, if I'm going to try to do a po- – well, I don't even know if this is positive, but the Pittsburgh Penguins officially lost 6 nothing. So I don't know whether that's good or bad because I'm assuming their next game is going to be up against Ottawa. They're going to be absolutely pissed off. Oh, and it's at home in Pittsburgh. So Great. Where Ottawa just doesn't win. They've won in, re- in regular season in like half decade, if not longer. In Pitt, you're saying? Yeah. 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 It's not a not a great place for the Sens to go. Pittsburgh, Carolina. It just feels like there's certain places. Chicago. Yeah, it's where the Sens go and they just lose. Vegas. Seattle. Yeah. Damn. They got to win in Seattle next year. We're making that trip happen. Yeah, I'm down. And uh, I would love, I'm just checking. How many more? Okay, we got one more Columbus Blue Jacket game to look forward to. (laughs) Y'all got any more Blue Jackets? Yo, uh, not that we're announcing anything, but there's a, a slim chance we might be in Ottawa for the Tampa Bay Lightning game on Easter Saturday. It's true. They're... There's and it's their third last game of the year for Tampa. They might be resting some guys by then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kucherov is not playing that game. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, my God. Uh, it's been fun, man. Like, I even I had a tweet all, all uh, dialed up before the Sens tied it at the end of the game. Uh, the quickest delete I've ever put on, on a tweet. But I was saying, like, if this game didn't summarize the Sens season, I, d- I don't know what does. Because you look at just the highs and lows and and the the craziness, like everything about it was just up and down. But then it ends in disappointment. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, long term, long term, 
there's still so much to be excited for. There's there's z- zero swaying of what we thought this team would be long term. If anything, I think like a training camp with Chickren is going to be great. What did you think of his game tonight? I thought he had a good game. He was paired with Travis Hamnick. They were the the best pair all night, in my opinion. So yeah, great game by Chick. Yeah, I liked it as well. A lot of even strength for him. Uh, only a minute 27 on the power play. Did not play shorthanded uh, for the Sens tonight. Four shots on goal. A couple of giveaways, but um, he was dangerous. I like how he gets his shot off with purpose from the point. Eh? A lot of, like when Shabby does, he just like, t- he's like looking for a deflection. Chickren shoots to score. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I would agree with that. And this is the thing with this season, Ross. Like, I know it's so deflating and disappointing, but... It's only that disappointing because a week and a half ago, this team was in such a good spot and they've squandered it. So I think at the end of the season, when the dust settles and we'll have time to kind of digest how things go, this is a good stepping stone season into what can kind of push them forward to a better season next year. So overall, I'm not disappointed just in these moments. It's it's tough when just... It's slipping away ever so ever so quickly here because the time is running out for the Sens. And their schedule is so difficult now. Like easily the most difficult schedule in the NHL. Gotta be. Gotta be. Sens haven't had a point in six games. They're 0-4-1 in their last five, but they're 0-0-1 in their last one. <laughs> <laughs> Great math. See, we're uh, math guys when we, when we want to be, when we're cherry-picking stats, eh? We're, we're, I, the crickets are out for me. Hey, not- no, there wasn't crickets. I got a chuckle out of that one. Come on. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Use the rim shot more. That's good. We, we miss a lot of a lot of shots. Brick. Although I was at rec room last night and I set a high score on the basketball machine. I felt pretty good. You know the one that like you're like basically reaching you and me with I was gonna say we're yeah. reaching. We're like, all right, let's go. And I went and I grabbed one ball from the other one, so I was never waiting for for them to go down. It was a stream. It was a stream of swishes. Don't know how I got there, though. (laughs) Don't know how I got home either. Just kidding. Walked home right across the street. Um, Okay, we already had final thoughts. Pilsy, I think we wrap it up. I love how active the chat is. No matter what, no matter what, whether it's a win where we vibe or a loose loss when we vent. But tonight didn't feel like a loss. It just felt like they, they had a nice tie. No, I'm sorry, Ross. I, 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 this was a loss for me. I needed this one so bad. They were winning one nothing, one one after the first. They were winning one one after the first. Yes, I know. God. Ah, oh, spring's almost here. There's my next next try of positivity, and then I click over to the game, and Jean Gabriel Pajot just tied it up for the Islanders. Yeah. We got a lot planned though. We got into the the kind of vibe that like when the Sens are winning, we can make this happen. We can we can do some fun things. So we got lots planned here on Locked On Senders. We're not going anywhere all summer. We'll be here and into next season where we have Ottawa Senators hockey on tap. But next, it's Monday at Pittsburgh. For today, though, we say goodbye for Brandon Pillar. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub is your neighborhood pub in the heart of the Glebe. Go check them out at 779 Bank Street and make sure you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. We're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Mm-hmm.